emotional today? Is anybody else feeling emotional today? Shout out your emotion. Tell me what you got. Fear, pain, anger, disappointment. Yeah, right? National hot mess times. Hot mess. And I want to thank Amanda for going to D.C. yesterday to represent Middle Church. And Jennifer, Jennifer Cookie Peeps is not here, but she was there too, ready to be arrested and trained. Thank you, Jennifer, if you're watching online. And I want to thank Edna and Lila, our deacons, who went um, to Washington Square Park, and John Jenka went, and Pilar Mulholland, who's ours, but at another church, they came and represented in Washington Square Park with me. So thank you guys, too. Thank you so much for that. Um, and, you know, Christina's often out at uh, Isla Seminary today doing her first week of... Uh, of training, of on-site learning, but she and Ness were socializing all the things we were doing anyway. What a time we've had this week. And I wrote this sermon a couple of weeks ago. Um, this land is God's land, getting ready for Indigenous People Day tomorrow. And there was a part of me that really thought, well, maybe I should just let this sermon go and just talk about some other stuff, the obvious stuff. But honestly, it's all connected. And that's what I want to make sure that we don't miss. So let me share some of what I've prepared as we think about how this land is God's land. Lenape were the people who lived in this part of the world ages ago, when the first human beings came about 6,000 years ago to live in this land. Those Lenape in canoes met Giovanni di Verrazzano. Yes, the bridge is named after him. The first European explorer to come to New York Harbor in 1524. But let me be perfectly clear, neither Giovanni nor Cristobal Colombo, none of those people discovered anything. They, they discovered that they weren't in India. <laughs> but, but, the, but, the, <laughs> hello. but the people were here the land was here, the civilization that was rich was already here, and they happened upon it. 1524, Verrazano. 1608, a man named Samuel Chaplin charts the land and makes a map. A year later, Henry Hudson decides he gets to claim the land for the Dutch, an Englishman working for the Dutch in 1608. In 1628, when the Dutch, who were building a city called uh, New Amsterdam, decided that they wanted to have a worship service down on the fort at Wall Street, they had not come to America for freedom of religion. They had come to trap first, thank you very much, with the native people, and they did. And they borrowed the land for a little while from the Lenape, who went off to another place to be warmer, and came back and ended up making a trade with those Dutch people for trinkets and stones at a value of $24. $24 is what they gave in exchange for this land. The Lenape called this earth Kahasena Haki, 
Kahesena Haki. Say that with me. Kahesena Haki, Mother Earth. They called this region Sheshibi, Sheshibi, or the place bordering the ocean. And they called this place Manahata, meaning island of many hills. The Lenape had no written language, but people could hear the words they used to describe the things, and lots of New York places have those Lenape names. So, Raritan Bay, Rockaway, Carnacy in Brooklyn, all of these come from the Muncie dialect, including, as I said, Manahata. So, what were these folks like? They were traders, they were craftspeople, they made amazing canoes, they feasted on wild turkey and,、uh, and deer and corn when it became a part of this nation. They made ornamented belts that were purple and white mollusk shells. I would have loved those because purple is my favorite color. They were able to keep, even with their so called primitive weapons, they were able to keep the Dutch at bay for a really long time, and the Dutch ended up. Um, settling over there in Jersey City. But ultimately, they took this land, and you know the rest of it. It was Peter Minuit who made this $24 deal. Let's make a deal. 15,000 Lenape lived in this area when the Dutch came. Now, there is no significant body of Lenape in this land. But, They left their legacy, their old pathways, their old walking ways became our streets. So the Great White Way, Broadway, used to be the Mohican Trail. Greenwich Village was a Lenape village on the banks of Manetta Creek. Sacred council fires were held at Bowling Green. And Franklin Square and Cherry Street were the site. Of vast Lenape cherry orchards before they were cut down for our parks and apartment buildings. So, what, Jackie? Well, this land was their land. And this land is God's land. And one of the things that I think we have to do, even in the middle of political stress and strife, Is to one stop and honor the land. I'd be so delighted if you took away these three things from this sermon. One, honor the land. So when you're on the way to the A train or to catch the three, four, five, you know, when you're on the way to the subway, when you're hopping in a cab, what if we just all stopped and paused and said, this land was their land? This land is God's land. When you're in Midtown, imagine the swift moving warriors or the women carrying water. Just picture them on the land and imagining that this land was God's. Two, I want us to switch up the narrative. Like I'm talking to the young people in the room, but to all of us, every time we call tomorrow Columbus Day, we are buying into the white supremacist. Patriarchal narrative that we've all inherited. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean to make white people in the room feel uncomfortable.、Um, all the white men in the room know that I'm going to talk about race at least once a month, don't you guys? So I'm, I'm just calling you the woke white men 
who have a black dreadlocked pastor, amen, who's going to talk about race once a month. And you can take it, can't you? Yes, you can. I'm clapping for y'all. <laughs> yes, you can. And I'm talking to the white women in the room just for a minute. I was at Washington Square Park yesterday, and a young Latina woman was in tears saying, white women, are you all going to be awake? What's, what are you going to do now? Are you with us now? So white women, white men in this room, you walk past the comfortable church to come to this prophetic church, don't you? <laughs> yes, you do. You come to this place because you know, you know we're going to speak the truth. So we need to disrupt narratives. This is not Columbus Day. This is Indigenous People Day. And even if you're Italian, you don't have to raise your hand, but even if you're Italian, like at the dinner table, what about if you, let, what about if you said some of this? What if you said the word Lenape at the table? What if you Googled, because I did, I didn't know any of this until I Googled it. What if you Googled Lenape and Manahata and put some history in it and it's a big table of celebration now in Thanksgiving when they're going to whip out this narrative one more time about the... <laughs> <coughs> Amanda, can you bring my water? You know, it'll be all feathers and woo and kind of... <coughs> just like... Hail to the no, to those narratives. Is that okay? We have to let that stuff go. And third, this to me is the most important thing for today. We're all so devastated, I am, so devastated to think about a nation in which all of the scenes that happened these last months could play out and we still could confirm that guy. It's heartbreaking. But what we have to do also is stay alert and connect the dots. And what I mean by that is stealing the land is the original sin. Amen. That's the original sin. And the second sin is stealing the people off their land so they can build the stuff that's on the stolen land. That's the second sin. And it goes like this, steal the land, steal the people, build the stuff. Why? Because we're chosen. Why? Because we're manifest destiny. Why? Because God made us superior and white. Therefore, we can take what we want from wherever we want it and call it ours and stick a flag in it, including Puerto Rico. You see how I'm connecting the dots? And they don't have states right, but damn if we won't take their cotton and coconut and whatever. And that connects to how we deal with immigrants on the border, whose land this was that we took from them too. And that goes with building walls. And that goes with caging children. And that goes with keeping them separated from their parents. And that goes with $775 per day per child. $775 per day per child is how much money that prison industrial complex called immigration makes. And we got to connect that to the prison industrial complex. We've got to connect that to slavery, quote, emancipation, 13th Amendment, unless they're criminals. And so we have criminals who smoke pot and go to jail and can't get out and can't vote. Do you understand? We have to connect all of those dots because that's how we get to a nation 
that'll just lose its mind when somebody named Barack Hussein Obama is elected president with his black, gorgeous, fine wife and her big butt and strong arms and their beautiful black children in the world. Lose your mind. Lose your mind and elect someone accused of sexual aggression 19 times. That's how you get there. And you get there and you get some amalgamation of pretend Christianity, which is really Trumpism. And you get four thousand clergy saying justice doesn't go with Jesus. And then you get this week. We have to connect the dots. We have to connect the dots between our oppression and our broken hearts and rising anti-Semitism in this land and rising Islamophobia in this land and the way we don't value women's bodies and don't believe survivors in this land. We have to wake up and stay awake, even in our grief. I'm so sad. I needed you today to get up this morning. When we connect all the dots, we're going to cry those ugly cry tears. You know the ones where you're embarrassed to look at yourself because you're crying so hard and you get a headache. Have you cried that cry? And then we're going to pray. I hope you'll pray. Our tears are prayers. Our marching is prayers. Coming here singing together is prayers. Holding our baby is prayers. And then we got to take action. Depression, anger makes us turn inside. Understandable, right? Like you shut down and you fold up and you just want to curl into a ball. But we can't stay in the ball. We've got to open up our chests. We've got to pay attention. We've got to read. We've got to register to vote. Now, run to your computer if you haven't registered to vote. (laughs) By October 12th. And then we've got to stay informed and we've got to send our $5, our $2, our energy to the fights that matter, the electoral fights that matter, so we can at least have people serving in office who care about justice, who care about love, who care about life, who care about the Constitution. Are you with me? Don't let anyone tell you that being a person of faith is not a political project. It, in fact, is a political choice. A political choice. So Tuesday, our staff is off tomorrow honoring Lenape's. Tuesday, we'll be back on the website with a page called Faith and Politics. You will go there to that page and you will know what's happening. You will hear whose races are important. You will know about vote for common good. Write that down now, vote for common good. Our Genesis B is being sponsored by the Middle Project to go around and talk to the movable middle. Let's vote for what's good. Let's vote for what's just. Let's vote for what's right. And I'll be joining that tour in October. So you'll follow us on Twitter and on Facebook and at the website to know how you can be engaged. We're going to have to vote out the people who don't believe in love. We're going to have to do that. 
And when we do, we'll just say, you're fired, right? We'll just simply say, you're fired. We're going to have to do that. And we're going to have to pay attention. We could feel like our world is going to hell in a handbasket, but we are the ones we've been waiting for. We're the only ones we've been waiting for to stand up, to protest, to be strong, to articulate a vision of love and justice every day as loudly as we can until it reverberates in every city in the nation, this is what love looks like. Say that, this is what love looks like. This is what love looks like. This is what love looks like, and if you aren't doing love, get out. One, honor the land. Two, resist narratives that are basically lies. <laughs> Let go of turkey and feathers. Come on. And use every moment at your dinner table with your mama and your sweet potato pie to tell the truth on that. And three, connect the dots. From the original sin to yesterday, it's one giant arc. And if the moral lock of the universe is going to bend toward justice, all of us need to be standing up, reaching up to get it, pull it down. Amen? Amen. Amen.